0: Uh, hello? Hello? Is anybody there? Ah, you are. We're on live. You're now listening to the Hatrick and Ramsey Unleashed podcast show. It's now time for some fun.
1: You're listening to Hatrick and Ramsey Unleashed. The People's Podcast. We are here to rock the podcast world.
0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good day. How's it going? It's Ramsey in the hot seat for the Hattrick and Ramsey podcast. Um, We had an interview with the one half of the tag team duo. Of from the James Whale radio show, uh, that's the James Whale radio podcast show. Now, it it wasn't James Whale himself, it was his trusty tag team partner, Rob Oldfield. Um, it was a pleasure to actually have a chat with him via Skype, doing our first sort of Skype interview, uh, and recording it. A very, really good chat we had. I enjoyed it. It's good to learn. I'm somebody who's been doing podcasting for a long time, and this guy is Mr. Tech. He is he fixes computers. He gets a lot of business to students of where he is uh, in Wales, and just talked about some films and how just bits and bobs and what he thought about it, a little bit of politics. Total random, a little bit off the cuff kind of chat, and it was really interesting. And um, asked him how some hints and tips for ourselves, how we could improve, uh, obviously he said she get new presenters, which I quite agreed with him, yeah, it's a good start uh, to go forward so as you might be thinking, yes you're because of crap uh, you need new presenters <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was very good and very entertaining it was nice to have a chat with the guy um, well, always can, it's good to listen to James Whale Radio Show if you haven't heard it, please look up The James Whale Radio Show uh, you'll find it on iTunes, you'll also find it um, on um, I've got uh, Audio Boom, that's what I'm trying to say. I, I think an Audio Zoom for some reason. It's Audio Boom. Um so you'll be able to listen to his show and also you can go to his website as well. The James Whale, uh, the James dot co dot UK. So there is a few um there's a of podcasts there you can listen to, over eighty odd hours of podcasts of James and R- Rob um, so they found some fantastic guests uh, great just a great listen to uh, one of the best is it was the most off the cut it was the most na- un- how do you put it this I was trying to say it was they did an interview with Paddy McGuinness and it was going exceptionally well but the technology went a bit bonkers but how it sort of all happened was almost like it was scripted And it was very, very funny. So if you happen to want a very, very funny ending to a show and an interview with Paddy (coughs) McGuinness, listen to that one. It was brilliant. You couldn't have made it up. It just happened to one of those kind of comical moments. You could not try if you wanted to try it. It was great. Uh, That's just my view. That was my take on that one. So coming up uh, later in the show, we have the interview with Rob Oldfield the other half of the James Whale radio show. Let's do a little bit of entertainment news. Uh, For those, um, what should I say, Coronation Street fans, this has just been posted on Entertainment Daily just uh, a couple hours ago. So if you're uh, interested in knowing a a few spoilers, the the spoiler is Corey's Tracy Barlow plans to murder. (gasps) Shock horror. She plans to do a murder. It's Coronation Street. Hmm. Uh, Nothing just like EastEnders, really. Nothing too exciting. Then again, it could be a bit exciting. This the kind of spiel here, what it says about it, is uh, when Tracy Barlow discovers her ex-boyfriend, Charlie Stubbs, was cheating on her, she made sure she got revenge and infam- infam- infamously murdered him. No surprise there. Um, and now the daughter of Ken and Deirdre Barlow is ready to strike again as the evil character plots a scheming plan to take down her arch-enemy, Carla Connor, after she ruined her plan to take over the Rovers return pub. hmm, oh, blimmin' heck. Oh dear. Uh, during the upcoming episode, of Coronation Street supposedly said on air that May the 25th, Weatherfield's wickedest resident, I was going to say something else, but uh, can be seen standing menacingly over a sleeping Carla. Though Tracy and Carla have never seen eye to eye, the evil plan emerges when the mother of one learns that Connor has sneakily bought Liz McDonald's share of the pub. Before Tracy's ex, Steve McDonald, shares his happy wedding day with Michelle Connor, Tracy, the mother of his daughter, Amy, will confront Liz about the business deal. However, an anger begins to bubble up. Tracy nastily reveals to Liz the details of her affair with Liz's partner, Tony Stewart. He was also in on Tracy's malicious plan to take over the local pub. As the big day arrives, Liz keeps the shocking information to herself in a bid not to spoil Steve and Michelle's marriage. Instead, Tracy decides to pay Carla a visit despite her rage being out of control. Not holding back, Tracy finds a convenient weapon and uses it to attack her rival. Certainly not the candlestick in the living room or whatever you want to call it playing a game of Cluedo on Coronation Street. Um, viewers will have to turn, tune in, not turn, tune in, on May the 25th, to learn whether Collar survived her evil attacker or not. da Shot Collar on Coronation Street, there's going to be a murder! I shouldn't should say, as Tiger said, there's going to be a murder. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> what next? in the entertainment news today on the Hedrick Ramsey podcast show. Whoa! Ooh, okay. This could be I always get these ra- you get these random rubbish, these diet pills. This is only entertainment. In fact, I'm not gonna read that. This looks just a bit rubbish and well wow, okay. Um yeah, these diet pills and this crap. Um Okay. Uh, celebs, what's happening in the celeb news? Let's see what's coming up. Good to Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, if you're a Taylor Swift fan, I know who is a Taylor Swift fan. My the, my broadcast partner, Hattrick. um he likes Taylor Swift can't see why, well, maybe I can. Um, it says that Taylor Swift has spoken, 11 times Taylor Swift has spoke the perfect truth. Okay, dokie. Um, she's saying that she lies, Does she tell a few porkies. Uh, so many girls out there say I am not a feminist because they think it means something angry, or disgruntled, or complaining, or they picture writing and picketing. It simply means you believe women and men should have equal rights and opportunity. Okay, okay. Well, uh, there we go. You have it there. Uh, that's Tiana Swift. Okay. Nothing much to Yeah, to report on that one. Um, food and drink. Let's see what's happening in the food and drink domain. The ultimate summer recipe. White chocolate Oreo bites. Interesting. Okay, if you uh, fancy a bit of baking or Oreo bites, let's see how to do this. Basically, with the summer quickly approaching, and the daytime and evening getting significantly warmer, that's if you live in Scotland, It's more seems to be getting a bit colder. It feels like it anyway. Um, the last thing you want to be doing is sh- uh, slaving over a hot stove. Well, we probably would need to slave over a hot stove just to keep warm, because... It's very unseasonably cold for this time of year, which is meant to be summer, but don't think it is summer. Um, I actually don't, don't know what season it is, to be honest with you, because it's just not summer. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so slaving over a hot stove, but un- unapologetic desserts are still necessary, which is why here at the Entertainment Daily, this is the website that we're reading this from, we come up with the perfect easy recipe for a delicious treat that requires no hot and stressful fuss. Welcome Oreo Bites Ingredients Time. So, no, this is not the Delia Smith Cookery Program, you're okay. So, um, okay, it's really ridiculously, ah, it's a really ridiculously simple recipe. All you need is a roughly 15 Oreos, 12 grams, bag of white chocolate chips, and let's see what you really have to have. I have to click next. Okay, let's see what the first step is crush up the Oreo biscuits. Easy way to do this is to by chucking them into a tightly sealed bag and basically smashing the hell out of them, and that's what you do. Okay, first step. Step number two: the ultimate summer recipe of white chocolate only bites. This step two is melt the white chocolate chip in a microwave with roughly 30 seconds. Make sure you pause every 10 seconds to give it a quick stir. Then make sure white chocolate chips have completely melted into a thick runny paste. Step three. If you switched off by now I would understand. But anyway, then as you would normally do, you mix them together. Mix in three quarters for the Oreos. Right, okay, that's um that's step what's next? That's not much information on this recipe. Um, okay, the ultimate summer recipe uh, is step 4, pour the mixture into, our, um, into a thoroughly greased and lined baking tray, add the rest of the Oreos on the top. Okay, this looks quite interesting. Um, the quick and easy recipe that creates a delicious sweet treat for the summertime, stick the tray in the fridge for approximately 15 minutes or until everything has hardened make sure it's nice and hard, (coughs) leave that in there, Um, remove from the tray and break it all up into little uh, jagged pieces. Obviously, uh, Obviously it all depends on whether you are sharing on how big you want the pieces to be and enjoy. So there we go, there's a simple recipe. So basically hammer the bits of Oreo to bits Melt some white chocolate button chip chip choc chips or whatever uh, in the microwave. Mix it all together. Slap it in a greaseproof baking tray. Slap in the fridge. and Bob's your uncle. Not bad. There we go. That's uh, the the Ramsey Cukri program <laughs> section done. There we go. That should uh, keep you going. And uh, you'll be making them. Uh, making them all summer. Now, I'm gonna say make sure you keep them out of the heat if you're in London or further afield or further south. But if you're in Scotland, well there's not much chance of them melting, to say the least. Um I think that I'll cover that's my entertainment. I think i can run out of options. But anyway, I'll start rabbiting on and talking about uh, what's been happening in the entertainment section. But it's always good to know. Um News, a wee bit of brief news just to sort of bore you to a bit more. Sounds good. An extreme athlete dies in base jumping. So basically, these people who do base jumping and extreme sports, and he dies. I like wow. Okay, so no offence, but if you're going to do an extreme sport and you die, it's well your life. I mean, you mean it doesn't matter how skilled you are, and you do all these kind of things. Um, it's kind of. Crumbs, no offence, but you're kind of risking with your play. Basically, you're playing with your life anyway uh, while doing these kind of sports. And you mean, no offence to have your sort of general not stating the obvious, but you have to either have to be have to have a good set of coconuts and uh, yeah, just be maybe slightly nuts. I would say to do that, I'm sure they're good fun, but uh, in an extent that knowing that your life expectancy could be. Limited, and you, I'd say, well, it's not crumbs. Sorry, being a bit kind of what's it? What's the word I'm thinking of? I can't think of the word, yeah. Maybe kind, and so, sort of, oh, you're the guy's died, some sympathetic. That's what I'm trying to say. Sympathetic, um, on this topic to say, well, okay, it's not good that he's died, but realistically, it's yeah, you're kind of doing the sport, it's kind of yeah, the risks are there, so. Like I say to many people who go hill walking or climbing, and especially when it's minus 10 and there's snow and there's avalanches and whatever happening around you, uh, or you fall off cliffs or accidents happen, and I just... It's like, I, I don't have it in my head, for some reason, the people who go... You hear the weather conditions for the climbing is not good, the blizzards, uh, minus, temperatures minus X or whatever, um, recommended don't go climbing, and for some random reason you know, the climbers go, oh, oh, yeah, right, boys on the phone, climbing, weather's rubbish, dangerous, let's go climbing. <laughs> uh, what possesses these people to suddenly go, wow, let's go climbing. Yes, yeah, chances are, if we end up dead, huh, nothing, nothing to worry about, just checking the life insurance were uh, uh, paid up, yeah, my word, I just don't get it. Personally, I just don't get it. Yes, we can all get hit by a bus by crossing the road, but I just don't get the, sort of the thrill factor of having to go... Yeah, you can see some beautiful scenery, but the thrill factor of... um out in st- stupid temperatures and weather, freezing your ass off, and um, potential risking your life um, with the dangers that are out there, especially in bad weather. But hey, each to their own. Um... And whatever floats your boat, happy days. So let's uh, enough about it. I was going on. Let's see what else I've been having. Just a brief chat. uh, A brief. i will say the news. is, uh, Be honest with you, the news has actually gone a bit slow. Um, it's not the most. It's not crumbs. It's not exactly. uh, Yeah, in your, it's just a bit crazy. I mean, if you really want, is that devil nurse guilty of murdering patients? She looks just a bit nutter. Not sure she is a female, but she likes to kind of an in between, but we'll leave that one there. Um, maybe she's. No, maybe she is going to change, but uh, maybe she was or wasn't. Uh, but anyway, you know what I mean. Um, so, uh, there's really not much kicking around apart from the more ISIS stuff, which is a bit exciting as a poking the eye these days. Basically, they've taken over a town. They've reclaimed the capital of uh, Anbar province, ignoring concerns that their presence may spark sectarian violence, so that could be interesting. Um, but anyway, I will stop rambling on. Let's just get to the interview with Rob Oldfield. Please enjoy, um, and we'll um, speak to you afterwards. It's time for the interview with Rob Oldfield, the one half of the tag team duo of the James Wheel Radio Show, and please enjoy. Okay, uh, welcome to the Hat-Trick and Ramsey unleashed uh, podcast. We're here to interview one half of the tag team. Uh, of James Whale and Rob Oldfield in the James Whale Radio Show. Now, Rob Oldfield is the guy who does all the tech, and I'm going to ask Rob kind of what he does, what he does for a living, and how he ended up teaming up with James doing the podcast.
1: So welcome, Rob, to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks very much.
0: And thank you for accepting my invitation. It's been a pleasure. Uh, I love your podcast, uh, what you do. I think they're very, very good and very funny. They're great. Uh, And I do enjoy them. I think many other people do enjoy them as well. Um, Here's a question. So what is it you do for a living? How did you get into, you're obviously a very tech-minded guy. You enjoy that. How did you get into that? Or what's your kind of background and your upbringing, for example?
1: Electronics mainly, uh, all my life. Uh, Studied in Leeds Metropolitan University. Didn't attend much, but I went there. And uh, computing. So I've got a computing shop. Uh, we, We repair a lot of computer gear. So we have all the tech in-house, as it were, Um, always been interested in radio. When I was in my university, I may, I won't uh, 100% say I did, but I may have done, uh, I may have been involved in some sort of pirate radio activity then. Um, (laughs) And uh, so I've always been interested in radio, media, and so on. And a friend of mine who also works for me Mm-hmm. introduced me to the uh, podcasting features on the Apple Mac um, using a product called GarageBand. Okay. So we made our first Dead Air podcast. Um, I had a look at
0: that. I, was, uh, yeah, I had a listen to it. That. Uh,
1: that's been going around for a long time. And I started to introduce, after meeting Paul Daniels, I started introducing uh, regular guests. And one of those guests happened to be Mr. James Whale.
0: Ah very interesting. Um so basic from so where, where are you actually from? Where are you originally from or where were you brought up?
1: Uh, originally from uh, Sussex and James says I'm stranded in Wales, but I actually quite enjoy being in Wales. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's super so tell tell us about your well, tell us about your business. You run a computer shop, you're self employed, and are you quite busy, or is it uh, you constantly got an influx of customers? Or you, is it just yeah, a, it, a small shop in a small town,
1: or what is it you do? No, so we're in we're in um, in Bangor, North Wales, which is you know quite a well, actually a city really. Um, we're quite lucky; we're, we're plonked right in the middle of like student city, as it were. There's thousands of students here. I think there's more students than there are locals. So obviously, students bring in a lot of their laptops and so on. So <laughs> they're away from home. So we're we're the people they turn to. That's good. So how did you meet Paul Daniels then? Uh, Again, a colleague of mine, uh, This uh, Nick, who's the uh, co-presenter of the Dead Air podcast, he came to me and says, oh, I've got some tickets to go and see Paul Daniels. Are you interested? So I said, yes, of course. He's he's an idol of mine. Um, We're both interested in magic. He he said, why don't we interview him? I said, that won't happen. Don't be (laughs) (laughs) daft. Don't be silly. We sent him an email. And he's such a nice guy that he said yes straight away. Uh, After his show, we interviewed him. So we put that out. And then from there, we started interviewing various other people, really.
0: Yeah, yeah I mean, I, what kind of topics do you like to cover when you're interviewing people or when you're actually...
1: On the to- Dead Air podcast, it's all tech stuff. So the Paul Daniels interview is all about Twitter. Right. Uh, he's the man that introduced us to Twitter.
0: Okay. I actually met Paul Daniels through... You might know him. I think James well. James knows him as Kev Orkian. Have you heard of him?
1: Yeah, Kev Orkian. Uh, we interviewed Kev Orkian. Uh, he was the, probably the one after because obviously Paul mentioned Kev Orkian was um, supporting him at the time.
0: Mm-hmm. So that, uh, he, yeah, got... I met it was through Edinburgh Festival. I met Kev Orkian. I met him when I actually met him through I got a job passed to me, and he happened to want the apartment that he was staying in. Cleaned, so that's how I met Kev, and then gradually I sort of got to know. I introduced me to some sort of, Paul Daniels, basically because they were the uh, because they're part of like, the the same production company at the time uh, performing because they were up at E3 Group Online. So while they were performing, they sort of linked up, and and then were festival. So I got to sort of uh, meet Paul Daniels as well, which was quite good. But he's, he, what, what do you think of Kev? He's a very, very funny guy. He's great.
1: Or, Kev, Kev is great. Kev is very funny. I've never met him. I, we uh, spoke over the phone when he was in uh, doing his, one of his Africa tours.
0: OK. Well, he's, he's I met him again just recently, a few weeks ago. He was in Edinburgh. He was doing a, a one-off show. He's got a, a lot of fingers, a lot of pies. He's doing a lot of projects, and he's looking to do some stuff in Edinburgh as well uh, in the future, which is great. So he's a fantastic guy. If you ever get a chance to meet him, uh, you'll, you'll love him. He's great for interviewing because he does so so much and he does a lot of tours as well what else do you i'm not sure a bit of a your star wars kind of star trekky can i say you use the word geek but you are that kind of guy you like that kind of stuff don't you
1: yeah and i'm not not sucking so i've seen all the star treks obviously all the episodes all the tv series all the rest of it but it, it, it doesn't float my boat as much as star wars i suppose
0: what, what's your verdict on the new star
1: wars coming out uh, it looks very impressive
0: Mm-hmm. Um, especially all the, all the characters are almost in wheelchairs because they're getting old
1: I, I don't think it matters that much to be fair <laughs> <laughs> as, as long as you get five, five seconds home. of them walking in, that's fine
0: <laughs> oh that's superb that's brilliant
1: everyone gets <laughs> it old it's a bit off
0: the cuff as you can probably tell because it's very fun just trying I mean, it's great having people who, I mean, I, 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 was, for me it's been a pleasure just to kind of communicate with you over the phone and actually it's just talking about podcasts. It's, I mean, I'm learning as well. And you you've obviously been doing it for a while and you, it's great to sort of chat and listen to podcasts and kinda of learn. Um one one thing I've noticed, I mean I noticed one thing on your show, the show you do be James, you know you don't hear much about your sort of the stats that you come out. You don't hear much about your stats that you come out with much. You don't see how many listeners you're actually getting or how well I know you're sort of worldwide, you don't you, you never really see...
1: We've had X amount of listeners, or
0: something, or we've had X amount of people around the world. Why is that, or
1: why do you think? A lot of people do that uh, on their podcasts. They like to say, "Oh, we've had so many downloads, and so on." Um, we do have the stats. Well, we don't actually have the stats. We have we have the stats from our own end because we put the show out ourselves on the website, um, and it goes out on iTunes, Audio Boom, yeah. and a few other places, which we can get the stats of. But our show is syndicated on, I couldn't tell you, because it's above 30 um, radio stations all around the world. Mm -hmm. So they'll have their own stats. So immediately that throws out, you know, giving a real figure. I mean, obviously we could phone up every single radio station and say, how many people did you have? And some will only have three people listening, uh, which we don't mind at the end of the day. Um, And some will have a lot. Um, Some will be in expat areas, so... Mm -hmm. There's a lot of listeners there. Um, Cyprus, America, we're all over the place. Australia. So, yeah, we're we're everywhere. It it varies from week to week, depending on the guests. I mean, a lot of the show relies on having great guests. Um, And and we're lucky in that uh, between myself, James, and mostly James's wife, actually, who tirelessly sorts Mm -hmm. guests for us, um, we, we get some really good guests. And those good guests... They've got followers and so on. So we'll have weeks where we'll have a really, really big guest who will tweak the show out and we'll have a massive influx of um, figures. Um, And then other weeks we won't have such interesting guests and we rely on our core listeners then. So it's very hard to say, but it's in the tens of thousands. uh, In in peak times it has gone over the hundreds of thousands.
0: When did I, I noticed your very first, the very first one you did, it was yourself, Nick and James. Yeah. Nick sort of decided to take a step back, or was this kind of... It was just, on, just you and James, really, on the
1: N- show. Well, it's a bit of a difficult one. Um, what happened literally the week we all agreed that we were going to do the James World Radio show, um, <laughs> Nick got a job somewhere else. <laughs> OK. <laughs> so he was full-time um, right. elsewhere, so it was impossible to get the three of us together. Yeah. But it, it sort of worked, really, because having three people talking on a podcast... Um, it doesn't really work. People over-talk over each other. Um, that's why when there's a guest on, I'll never speak, I'll just let James get on with it. Sure. Uh, occasionally he'll bring me in on the conversation, but most of the time I'm monitoring levels and anything anyway, so I wouldn't be listening to the conversation. When I listen to the shows back, it's very, because I, like, I don't remember any of that. <laughs> <laughs> so Because I'm, I'm constantly monitoring levels coming in and so on, because they're all on different phone lines, mobile phones. Sometimes we'll speak to people, and they're in a pub. You know, so we've got background noise to get rid of and so on. So um, I'm constantly panicking. We had Paddy McGuinness on a few weeks ago.
0: Yeah, that um, was funny. That was very, very funny.
1: And Literally, it just all went completely nuts my end. Um, <laughs> and I've, you've never seen a man panic so much. Uh,
0: well, you couldn't have made... I, was, I don't know. I don't know. Obviously, it wasn't meant to happen. But to listen to that show and to listen to the interview, it just... It's almost like it was planned. It wasn't planned, but it was just. It made it so funny and comical. It was brilliant. It was just such a, a natural thing to happen. It was so funny, and you couldn't make it up really.
1: No, uh, and, and uh, fortunately, it was someone who's <laughs> like Paddy <laughs> McGuinness, who's <laughs> such a great bloke. Um, yeah, so we haven't spoken to him since, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, he's tweeted the show out, so everything must be good.
0: That's a good news. Good. So, what, what can of um, do you listen to other podcasts uh, of people who do them or get?
1: Yeah, them? I've I've listened to a couple of yours. Um, oh, sure. I do don't have some feedback, constructive it <laughs> No, it's it's fine.
0: Uh... <laughs> oh, to be honest, they're crap.
1: <laughs> no, no, there's nothing wrong with them. I mean, at the end of the day, it's voice and uh, uh, and, and topic matter. I suppose are the two most in, most important things. Um, there are a few podcasts out there that have got really really good subject matter. Yeah. But God, after like two or three minutes of listening to their voice, you think, no, I can't take any more of this. <laughs> uh, but uh, podcasts, are great. I think podcasts are the future of radio, as we've proven with our show. Um, obviously, no major radio station uh, has taken the show. We've had offers. Um, but uh, if you can make a show and then send that show out and then get syndicated on loads of other radio stations, that's great. But I think I think
0: uh-huh.
1: new... The new generation is people pick when and what they listen to, and I think podcasts answer that. I think.
0: Cause radio's well. I don't. Have you listened to John Gun at all? Do you ever listen to his stuff?
1: Yeah, I've listened to John Corn. Uh, yeah. What's your verdict? <laughs> I'll go back to the voice thing on that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Interesting subject matter, but I don't think I could listen to him for too long. Right. his voice he's got a he's got a great i mean i'm not saying my voice is great um but no uh, but then again i'm not i'm not putting out a podcast of myself i suppose i am mean, i'm just in the background of the james Wells show so sure um yeah so yeah that's a classic example of like he's got a slightly uh, strange voice when he talks
0: he's come a long way in a short space of time for for example he's only done he's like a daily podcast and this can't be easy because you're having to constantly see what Like look at the news and look at what's what's happening. It's almost like a daily news program, really. And it can't be easy having to keep in touch with the news. And if you to keep that all together, is quite good. He is. It it can be funny. He's very. I admit, it's quite controversial, very close to the bone. But I suppose I think that's that's his style, and uh, he seems to be growing in popularity quite fast, which is a good thing. So I think he's just a well-known kind of guy. But uh, I suppose each
1: their own and what you like and don't like kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I think, he's, I think his stats look quite good from what yes. I've seen. Um, the problem is, like you said, he's doing the, the show daily. So yeah. he's going he's gonna to find periods where he's going he's gonna to dry up with material or he's going to end up repeating the same thing over and over again.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and that's where the problem is going to come. That's what we have. We have the similar sort of thing with our show. We'll only pick stuff that's in the news that's uh, worth talking about or has got some entertainment value, I suppose. And you'll have dry weeks, exactly. And that's that's why you know having guests on is great because guests are interesting to talk to. And if it's a dry week, you can have the guest on longer. Um, so exactly. John doesn't have guests, so he, you know he's going to struggle. I think keeping the show going daily. So, so I think smart. he's
0: looking to have guests in time. I think he's been had a lot of meetings, but time will tell. I think he, people have kind of got on board with him and that, I suppose, will see what happens there. And he's getting advertisers in, but which is, I suppose, I'll see how that develops kind of thing. Cause, as you say, you can really go on so long. if It's just constantly daily podcast, just yourself talking kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I mean get is is one solution. The other solution was obviously phone-ins. Uh problem is you're doing it uh, we we tried doing phone-ins um and we've had people saying, you know, we'll phone in and whatever, but because it's a podcast,
0: yeah.
1: Again, you've got to get all these people in one place. It's it's not live, so um people don't really know when they're going to be phoning in. Mm. Um we got lots of one of the things we might start doing is putting out all the answer phone messages we get in because we get quite a lot in. Um, which might be quite entertaining. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, if you don't have guests and you don't have phone-ins, then it's just you for an hour or however long you want to record the show. Exactly. Um, And I don't know what these show lengths are, but I imagine they're quite variable. About 40 minutes, give or take? Yeah. Um, Our show has to be about 55 minutes. If it goes to the hour, then what you might find is a lot of radio stations will cut the end uh, right. To go to their news feeds and so on. So, yeah, it's very hard to put out a show every day. I, it must be, a, you know.
0: So what's your what was your verdict on the general election? Because obviously you did your show with James as kind of pre-election ish before the results came out, and it was quite interesting. And I, I'm not sure a fan of Nicola Sturgeon, not. <laughs>
1: I have got no issue with Nicholas <laughs> Sturgeon. I just, I just think it's entertaining. Um. <laughs>
0: I have to say, I'm not I'm, me personally. I'm for some of you Scottish and born in Edinburgh. I wouldn't say I'm a major fan of fan of her personally. I just don't think on a, on a political view. I would probably say I don't think the SNP in the long term
1: will benefit Scotland. On a, on, a, on a personal view, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Uh, well, it's they say it's a one party country now, don't they? So it's yeah. it's probably not going to represent Scotland. Properly, is it, at the end of the day? Um, there was a massive no. Well, it wasn't a massive no campaign, but the answer was no, wasn't it? And at the time, I said jokingly, you know, it's never going to be a no campaign because if it's whoever shouts the loudest and eventually the the yes is going to win, it's, it's quite clear that that's going to happen at some point because um, mm-hmm. it's going to have to, can't stay, you know, it will always inevitably switch to a yes at some point. Uh, it's when, though, that's the thing.
0: Exactly. I, I personally hope it doesn't happen on, a, on my view because I think it's just silly having to. I think it's just they'll bankrupt they'll bankrupt Scotland completely because because they want they're, they're, they're pro euro. Uh, they are they're pro euro. They're they want to. Obviously, it's the currency issue as well. That's going to be a problem, and they'll just bankrupt Scotland completely. And I'm not really happy about that personally. And plus, you've got the recent. Uh, this poll that's been coming out, there's some people a petition saying that the north of England want to join Scotland. In that, what do you think about that? That's just bonkers.
1: Uh, that I think that's just for comedy. I think <laughs> it's, it's like a bit a, random. I mean, so, I mean, when when you see the headlines, thousands of people say they want to want that to happen, and there are millions of people in the country. Then you, you can't really uh, yeah you can't really listen to that. Um, I, I think the problem with Scotland is there's a lot of trade in Scotland, uh, and they rely. Quite a lot of people in in Europe, which includes Wales, England and Northern Ireland and so on, um, buying from them. So what I would hate to see is Scotland become independent and then a, a tit-for-tat retaliation movement by the rest of England saying, well, in that case, then we're not going to buy any Scottish, you know, yeah. whatever, they're, whatever they're buying. Uh, and they'll buy it and source it from England or indeed from Europe or anywhere else in the world, deliberately because of the way that Scotland have decided, you know, Goodbye, England. We're now, we're now separate. And obviously, you know, I don't, I don't think it will probably happen soon, but I think it's inevitable that it's going to happen. In terms of the general election, it was always going to be tight. Um, and I suppose from my point of view is we've already, if we have struggled, which I, I personally haven't seen, but if we have struggled for the last five years and the Conservative Party is saying, give us another five years they haven't finished what they wanted to do, so let them finish. Yeah. Um and then if they haven't delivered, then they haven't delivered. Then, you know, let's see what <laughs> happens then. But to to chuck them out halfway through a plan and then go back to square one is is a crazy idea, and I think that's what's happened. As well as the um people fearing for the SNP and the Labour coalition, I suppose.
0: Exactly. So what um changes the again, what kind of uh guess are you looking to have on your show?
1: coming up. Uh, we spoke uh, last week to this gentleman who worked on Most Haunted, or still works on Most Haunted, um, doing the EVP stuff, which is oh, quite was interesting. Well, that was quite interesting. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. was. <laughs> um, and James mentioned that he had some guy on that did reverse speech. Oh,
0: that's right. You've
1: been thinking about that one now. Yeah, no, so I've been in touch with him this week, so hopefully we'll have him very soon. We might be doing some Eurovision-y stuff this week. We might yeah, have a yeah, special yeah. Eurovision ju- guest on.
0: Uh, that's always uh, interesting. Great Britain gets zero anyway, so you don't yeah. have to uh, much part. <laughs> It's always some random kind of country that get win, win it, and basically, you go. The music's just dreadful.
1: <laughs> I don't know why we actually take part. I mean, we fund most of it, um, which is why we're always entered in. But uh, I think we only take part just for the comedy. I don't exactly. think we're interested in actually winning. I think when we win, it's a massive bonus. <laughs> but so, I don't, I don't, I don't think we want to win.
0: it's it's kind of become a bit of a kind of joke really it's that kind of thing it's run its course do you really need to keep doing this I suppose you put all the the X Factor which is going around lots of countries it's kind of what is the point of the Eurovision Song Contest anymore it's been there done that I think it's ever since like kind of the days of Bucks Fizz winning it and stuff
1: yeah it's great I think it's this I think it's just past its day, what do you think? Well, I don't know, I mean, give it a few years and you'll have a Scottish entry, wouldn't you, I suppose?
0: <laughs> exactly, like good point.
1: <laughs> so that'd be interesting, it'd be worth you know it, it, staying in just to see what happens with that, I suppose.
0: Nicholas McDonnell, the, the X-Factor runner-up from Sam Bailey. <laughs> Can
1: yeah, you use him? yeah, he's no, a, you've got some, some Scottish talent, so yeah, I can't see why. we
0: have got Jamie McDowell, who won the Britain's Got Talent a few years ago, he's obviously gone under the radar. There's a lot of talent. in These shows that they win things they seem to obviously they just they win it because it's public vote and then afterwards they kind of obviously not good enough really for the long term uh, when it comes to fame and whatever they're doing so they just kind of fizzle out very quickly. So I just don't see you. okay they win it five minutes of fame and that's
1: it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think the people that win X Factor don't always do well because I think. <sighs> It depends on which area they come from, because I imagine if you if you're in an area that's got a large population, there'll be more people behind them, so therefore they got more votes. It's not always yeah. a true representation of what people want, um, which is why the people that come second and third probably are the real representation of yeah. of what people want, and that's why they always do quite well.
0: Mm, I know what you mean, it's like it's a, a, I mean, it's, it's a hard market, the showbiz, basically, and it's a saturated market. You've either got it or you don't. Um, it'll be interesting to see in the next, sort of, this, the coming, end of the, coming the end of this year, when you actually you get people who, like Ben Hainout and Flirt East, the kind of general runners-up with the recent X Factor and how well they will do. um be, I mean you seem to see more of Fleur East more on Facebook, she's publicising herself more in what she's like touring and stuff like that, you've never really heard much of Ben Hay now since he did that song and won it, I think I can't see him personally really unless he's doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes but I don't see him personally going very far mm-hmm. uh, but you tend to get the more of the runners up or tend to do well i.e. like Ollie Mears, he's done for he was a runner up and he's done fantastic you know
1: yeah um but he, had, he he's had quite a lot of backing from people like Robbie Williams and so on. Fleur East is definitely um it, it, in my view was the winner of x Factor, and I suppose that would be the the opinion of most people watching uh, but Ben Hay now won so um, you know so it, it's, a, it's exactly what I was just saying a few minutes ago it, that's how it'll be um, yeah. and Fleur, like you say Fleur East, you know either she's doing it herself or she's got a really good team behind her doing the social media
0: yeah. Uh, exactly I don't think you do really see much with Ben Hina do, uh, to be honest with you I think Fleur East is the full package personally I think she's she's okay she's the older end of the, the, the 30s scale but she's she is younger and she's active she keeps herself fit she's good at her dance moves she's modern and she's got the kind of she has got the basically got it but I think Ben Hina is just kind of that one sort of but drink pony and see he's not really, he yeah. doesn't
1: really dance much; he just stands and sings. That's it. The problem I think is that they don't write songs themselves or at least that's the impression I get. I mean, I might be talking absolute rubbish as usual but um <laughs> the uh Fleur East's problem is going to be finding you know eight nine ten songs to be given to her, basically to make an album exactly. um and that's where the problem's going to that's why you don't see these people doing well because no one's prepared to give them their music or there isn't any music available. They always end up doing cover versions uh, because of that problem. So, And it takes so long from X Factor finishing. It's almost they announced their album on the next X Factor, which I yeah. think is too late because people are then interested in the next thing.
0: Yes. Um, so. so
1: she needs to get some singles out and keep putting singles out and then release an album, if you like, at the end of the year.
0: Looking at the past of the kind of people who have been successful, I mean, Leona Lewis is probably one of the bigger successes of the X Factor, and she's uh, she's in America now. She's she's kind of bringing out a new album soon, but she's kind of gone a bit quiet. But in time, she'll come up again. But uh, you've also got Alexander Burke. She kind of peaked, but she's kind of gone gone away, sort of fizzled out a bit by the wayside. She's not been around much apart from Olly Murs, there's not really been much really coming out of, maybe the X Factor is, do you think the X Factor has run its course,
1: or just there's nothing much? Um, it's always going to be an X Factor. What annoys me, and I suppose there's no way of doing it, because when you think about little kids going on it, uh, which is Britain's Got Talent, is why is there so many singers always being put through every year? Exactly. I suppose when you've got an eight-year-old that can sing absolutely amazingly, yeah, uh, that's talent. But when you get a singer on who's a singer, and that's what they they want to do and whatever, then they should be on X Factor only, unless completely unusual, you know, they can sing upside down, or something like that you know, (laughs) Um, so it really spoils the show for me, watching loads of singers come on all the time
0: Yeah, I I think Uh, probably with Britain's Got Talent they should have a should probably cut out the singing as you say and just have more acts and performances of different styles instead of singing, because it's just if you want to be singing, they should, they should have a special Britain's Got Talent singing. Well,
1: or yeah, I, day, mean, you know what I mean, the whole point of it is obviously it's not really, but the whole point of it is money at the end of the day and trying to get you know a deal out of it. But the, the, the whole point of it is you get to go on the Royal Variety. Well, as far as I'm concerned, the Royal Variety isn't really variety; it's just singing, singing, stage show, singing, singing, and one comedian. And even then, it's probably the guy that comes on and introduces people. It's not really variety, and that's what we miss in the UK, uh, which is why Britain's Got Talent sort of fills the void. But there's just too much. Let's let's have let's see that because they already know who's going to be on the main show anyway in the semi-finals. So let's cut out the singers, yeah. uh, seeing them in the auditions, and have more of the variety acts. So, and then only show the singers that they've put through, but we don't know that they put them through. I suppose. Using that philosophy, every time we see a singer from now on, we'll know yeah. that they're automatically going to get put through to the finals. Yeah. Um, but that's the way I'd like to see it. Less singers, unless they're um, completely unique, like um, five years old or something like that, or 90. You know, <laughs> <laughs> have, have an age bracket in the middle where you say, I'm sorry, but you have to go on X Factor. In fact, yeah. you're so good, we've said yes in the Britain's Got Talent audition, that's an automatic yes for the X Factor, so you go to boot camp.
0: That would, that would be a good idea, actually. That would be fantastic. I mean, yeah. save a lot of hassle as well. because It, just, it means you would be more competition for the actual acts that don't sing rather than the ones that do, yeah. if you know what I
1: mean. And I think a lot of the the acts that come on on Britain's Got Talent and on X Factor are invited on anyway by a uh, production team anyway, because otherwise you'd end up with millions and millions of bad acts. I'm not sure about um, Kev Orkian. I think Kev Orkian was one of these people that were invited to come on uh, right. and do... Britain's got talent um, mm. because he'd been seen by some of the producers.
0: Yeah, he's, he's very good. He, he, was, he tweet if you follow him on Facebook at all, or actually on, on Facebook he does. He posts some interesting videos. One of his videos he did. He, was, he had a shower on a plane. I think it was the um, Emirates airline he was yep. flying or... And because the toilet's so big, they've got a shower, and he had a shower, he's like several, 40-odd thousand feet in the air, and he had a shower and a plane. It's the first well, thing for everything.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I follow Kevin on, on Facebook. I follow a few people. I only follow about 20-odd people. Uh, right. Sorry, not Facebook, Twitter, isn't it? Um, I follow a few people on Twitter. Um, I don't follow that many people, because if you follow too many people, I don't understand that. I suppose you can mute, you can follow 5,000 people and mute them all, I suppose. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, I I follow a few people. Normally the people I tend to retweet a lot. Uh Um, So yeah, Uh, Kev Orkin's one of them.
0: That's cool. um, So what tips would you give us? As considering we are absolutely no- we are absolutely nobody's on uh, for the Hat and Ramsey show. What would you? What tips should you give us in helping us to go forward to improve on what we're doing?
1: Um, hire new presenters is the first one. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: uh, uh, that's a good, good start. Now, um, it's, it's it's keep going. Uh, you, you, the love. you you use use Twitter. Twitter is the key. I think. To it mm-hmm. to everything. Twitter will unlock as many you know as many doors as you want to try. Right. Um, you can harass people. Don't you know? Obviously stalk them like I did with <laughs> James. Um, but uh, yeah, um, you can ask people to come on your show via Twitter. They okay. can say no, and the end of the day, it's lost in the feed. So <laughs> you're not embarrassed for too long. Um, but uh, yeah, Twitter is the answer. Uh, a lot of tweeting your shows out. Get in touch with um, some smaller radio stations, internet-based radio stations, see if they take your show. Okay, um, they're always looking for content, uh, and just keep going. Just uh, asking celebrities to retweet your show, even if they haven't listened to it, they'll still might press the retweet button just because they feel sorry for you.
0: Okay. <laughs> I have actually one person I need to email. As uh, I did ask Marverine Cole, Do you know who you um, know who she
1: is. Uh, the name doesn't sound for that. The, the Cole bit does Because of Cheryl Cole But that's about it
0: <laughs> Well she's Ex BBC Sky News presenter And also is now on QVC Right So I need to email her She was just to drop her an email To find out if I could uh, Chat to her Which would be good uh, talk about her career there's not much usually I was given advice by Kev Orkin when I, I saw him in Edinburgh he said if you're going to interview somebody download their Wikipedia page when I looked at her Wikipedia page there's not much on it so I went hmm, okay that's kind of knackers that idea so I you to ask her questions about her what she does and take it from there
1: have you, you not know. interviewed Kev yet?
0: a brief well I kind of it was a very I did I actually did have a chat with Kev we've got a podcast there that you can I actually met him and I wasn't expect. I wasn't not expecting to interview him but I was just meeting up with him, but I did happen to have my microphone with me. Uh, but I think I was doing something before and mm-hmm. what it was, um I met him out for some food in a cafe in Edinburgh because before before his show that he was doing. Um and I just it was a total. I wasn't prepared at all. And I was just totally asking you said let's do this and went, right, okay. I just didn't have I totally was stumped. I couldn't remember half the stuff about him, even though I did know and so you'll hear an impromptu chat with him on one of our podcasts earlier. Um, a few, I think it was a, I think it was April. I think it was April. He was here March, April. So you'll see that, and you can have a listen. So I did actually chat to him and interview him briefly, and it was just a very short one. So. It was just for because we we're getting food. And it was in a noisy cafe as well. So you carry a microphone
1: around with you all the time?
0: So, well, not really. No, I just I, I think I had it for what reason did I have it? I think I took it with me just in case. I don't know why. Yeah. but uh, And I, I think I'd been in, I think I'd been I'd been speaking to somebody before. I I can't remember for whatever reason, but I was meeting him for coffee anyway uh, for a chat. But I wasn't expecting him to actually do the podcast. I knew he was busy and he's getting. But I was busy at the time as well, so I was kind of just using the opportunity to catch up with them. He is coming back in Edinburgh for the, for the festival because he's got a couple of things to do. So, But, yeah, you, know, you can hear or listen to of very random, off-the-cuff kind of chat, but it wasn't really, it was totally it was unexpected for me and my part.
1: The other thing that you could try doing as well, which I've given a, told a few people that are interested in doing uh, podcasts and just interviews and so on, it depends if you're that kind of person, but if you go to a lot of um, shows, uh, as in theatre shows, something I'd always recommend for people to do, if you email the people that are in the stars of the show, uh, right. e- email them all, if you like. Um, it would be quite interesting if they all talk to each other. Uh, <laughs> well, I said no. Um, uh, and just say, is there any chance if you do the sort of meet and greet afterwards, which most of them do, I can have three or four minutes just for a, a quick interview, you'll be surprised at the amount of people that say no. I think the majority would say yes. And that's a good way of getting yes on your show because you can, you can, know, you can link into it by saying, you know, Last week I was at so-and-so, such-and-such a uh, show, and I met uh, had a chat with uh, so-and-so, and here's the interview. And the thing you're doing there is you're introducing a feature into your show, if you like, uh, of a, a regular of you going out. You know, obviously you're not going to the cinema because you're not going to see any stars at the cinema. Um, <laughs> but if, if you go to uh, shows um, or grand openings where someone else is going to be there or, or whatever – You'll have a regular feature in your show. Not that regular, obviously, unless you're going out all the time, because it'll cost a fortune, I suppose, going to go the shows <laughs> exactly. all the time. Exactly. That said, true. if you knew when the shows are finishing, you could always hang around outside and then wait for somebody to come out and run in. Um, and Pretend you've been and sat and watched the show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's, that's another good, easy way of meeting. Because you'll find that there are a lot of big stars that do very small shows.
0: Uh, it's a good idea actually. I need to actually tap into that market, especially in Edinburgh, especially when it's coming up to the festival. That's where they're... I need to email the press office of the Edinburgh Foot. There's the Edinburgh Fringe press area, and there's also the the assembly press as well to try and see if we can talk to talk to people within the festival because you get some big stars coming to the festival every year, um, which is always quite good. Let's see if we can catch them.
1: Yeah, that's uh, definitely. I mean, you're in the right place, I suppose. Exactly. Yep. It always helps. But...
0: So, was it? The... It's Jane, cinema. You like you like obviously you're a bit of a, you like your films. What kind of films have you watched recently in the
1: cinema yourself? Uh crikey. we asked James the other day what, what was no. the last film he went to see. Um I see films a lot. Do you
0: watch Avengers?
1: Uh, yes. I'm not that keen on comic um stuff. I mean Batman was okay, Superman's alright. Superman versus Batman, just grab hold of Batman and fly up in the sky, he's dead. Um, (laughs) You know, film film over in five minutes. Uh, Burn him to death with your laser vision, I don't know, whatever. I just just can't see the point in that film. I'll go and see it, of course, but uh, (laughs) I I just don't understand, you know, how they can make a film where Batman versus... Uh, Superman.
0: Just telling you, Batman's immortal. Is mortal and Superman's immortal, kind of
1: technically? Well, yeah, but, you know, I'll be proven wrong, of course, because Batman will make his suit out of kryptonite, um, (laughs) you know, and and that'll be it. You know, I'll be sat in the cinema with egg on my face going, all right, fair enough, didn't see that one. (laughs) I I did see that one coming, but that's the only uh, real explanation how a fist fight can actually uh, pan out. (laughs) Um, I don't know, I mean, I see... Every film, and i obviously got a child who's uh, who comes to the cinema with us a lot, so I see a lot of kids' films, um, yeah. obviously. So I've seen things like SpongeBob movie Home was the last one. SpongeBob was such a letdown. Um, <laughs> big, I mean, the amount of episodes I've seen of SpongeBob, I might as well have stayed at home. Um, I see them all. I mean, I've obviously got all the cinema passes. I get free entry into some things. Years and years and years ago, I had a... Um, Membership to a video store. That's going a Video store. No one uses a video store Video
0: anymore. store, exactly.
1: Uh, and I had an account there, uh, and every day I would go in and hire two or three films to the right. point where they'd run out of films. <laughs> so, I, so I'd end up renting. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll change that for uh, legal reasons. I'll end up viewing, um, so no money took place. Um, I, end, I end up viewing all the uh, pre-release time-coded stuff. Okay. Because there wasn't enough films to uh, keep me occupied. Okay. Um, so yeah, I get to see films all the time So in the other show that I do The Dead Air Podcast, which we haven't done one for a while um, We normally do a film review Of which we always take the mick anyway But yeah, I like sci-fi films, I like thriller films I'll go and watch I watched um, Far From a Madding Crowd The other week Which um, is like a bizarre film that you'd expect me to go and see But it was a very good film Okay. Um, yeah, I see, I see them all all the lovey films, all the arty films, all the action film I'll go and see them all i don't mind do you use do have got you have you got World yeah we've got Cineworld world passes um that's that's the best Christmas present you could ever give anybody if you are really stuck for something to buy, so I know it's two hundred quid, but um. when it's your loved one, um it is the best gift you give you give your girlfriend or your wife a Cineworld World Pass and they reciprocate that's a year's worth of going out.
0: Very true, very true. Because <laughs> it's uh, it's, I mean, it's the, the prices gradually going up uh, slowly every year. Have you got one of the black? Have you got one of these black cars?
1: Now? No, I mean the amount of films, I the amount of money I used to blow on watching films, exactly, and it, it was only this Christmas that we suddenly thought, hang on a minute, we've only got to go twice to pay for it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so you know, each now like, like,
0: almost a t- it's almost ten quid just for one film these days to go in.
1: Yeah, but when you go in with you know two of your child and sweet and, and popcorn, you're looking at fifty quid a time, and if you go like Twice. That's £100. Well, it's £200 for a year to go and see as many films as you like. And, and we're talking, walk in, watch a film, halfway through, say, oh, this is rubbish. Walk out, walk up to the counter and say, look, that was rubbish. I want to go and see the next one. What's, what else have you got on? You could yeah. do that all day, every day. When Star Wars comes out, trust me, I am going to see every single showing that's possible. I'll, I'll watch 2D, 3D, 2D, 3D. 3D. I'll, I'll be in and out, in and out. I mean, when I was a kid, um, the Star Wars when it was on Christmas, when you could, when VHS tapes uh, came out, we taped it, and that was it. Every day, three or four days throughout my whole life, until the tape ran out. Uh, oh, well, until my uh, sister discovered Chichi Chichi Bang Bang. I suppose that that did ruin it for two or three hours. Um, and then it would be back onto Star Wars because um, we had to share the video recorder then.
0: Well, uh, what what what's your favourite TV shows? Are you more of American style shows or are you UK based?
1: Uh, that's a good question. Uh, we watch quite a few shows. Well, obviously we've seen all the um, what the Twenty Four ones. We've seen all those. Uh, those have gone. I tend to watch them when they have finished because okay. I'm sick and tired of watching season one and two. Classic example is V. I'm a big V fan. Yeah. and they brought V back and they, it got to the point where they tied in the the new V with the old V with the old cast right, okay. and they I went, do oh, you know what, you we're know. not going to do anymore <laughs> it was like, what? Uh, so I always end up watching things that always cancel um, I did sit through the entire Lost um, mm-hmm. 24 uh, we watched Supernatural, my wife likes Supernatural so I'll sit through that, that's quite good are um, oh, your crime dramas at all? Um, I watched the other one, yeah, mini ones. Um, Safe House was the last one I watched. Okay. Um, that was on the, um, was that on the BBC? I think I that was mind. on the BBC. Might have been on the BBC.
0: With your kind of CSIs, like New York?
1: or. Crim no, Crim. I haven't watched that. I've, um, I've watched one, I think it's called Fringe. Have you seen that one? I
0: haven't seen that one, no.
1: That's really good. That's really,
0: Ones that have been, watching, I've watched, like, See Criminal Minds, uh, you've got Blue Bloods, um... Motive is very good, actually. That's a very good one. Also, um, what well, has only lasted one season, because I've got a list on Facebook, where they came up with the shows that are cancelled after one season. Uh, Forever was quite good. It was quite interesting. But it's after one season, they're cancelling it. There's a lot of shows that haven't really made the, the hit. Uh, Chicago PD, Chicago Fire is very good. they also bringing in Chicago Med, which is quite good. That's from um, Dick Wolf, who does that.
1: It's. It's. I don't think it's my... My couple, I think the last one I watched was Cagney and Lacey. I think that was <laughs> the last one I used That's, to tune in regularly. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, people will tell me to go and watch Game of Thrones, but I'm waiting for that to finish. Yeah, it's still because it's I don't good. want to get to the end when apparently it never ends because people just they just die and then they get the new, you know they get the new people to come in. It's <laughs> hey, they, it's a, a throne based. Um, doc, it's not a documentary, is it? <laughs> it's a throne-based thing. So, you know, when when someone loses their head or whatever, they just, you know, are yeah. oh, your king now. So I suppose it can never end, and even if it did, it didn't really matter. Um, I've seen enough Game of Thrones. The uh, If you go on YouTube, you can put in uh, the best bits of Game of Thrones. It's about 15 minutes long. It's just people having sex and uh, being killed <laughs> in really much. gruesome ways. And once you've seen that, it's like, yeah, okay, I got it now.
0: Okay. <laughs> So going forward now for you, uh, basically you say podcast is pretty much the way forward. Radio is dying is it because it's too regulated by Ofcom.
1: Would you say that? I wouldn't say it's too regulated by Ofcom. I don't think Ofcom's got much to do with it. Um, Obviously um, there are things that you can and can't do on radio, um, like the elections. Even though we were on the uh, podcast show, we abided by the rules of not slagging people off or telling people to vote um, one way or the other. Yeah, uh, which I don't think we'd do anyway. To be fair, um, because even though it's a podcast, there are other radio stations that take the show. So obviously, it's... we, we had to um, abide by that. Yeah, it's not Ofcom's the problem. It's the big boys have got the, bi- the 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 radio station. The majority of the radio stations are owned by a few companies, and their idea of a radio show is a thirty track playlist, and that's it. You don't have to pay wages um you get somebody uh, like myself to go on and just introduce a track every now and again and that's it so you can keep your costs down yeah. but every station's like that and and that's why um people like James you know it, there's, there's so few of them uh, oh,
0: exactly. <laughs> uh I suppose yeah he has to be I suppose he has to be careful because he actually works for the BBC on a few shows so he has to also be careful what he says and doesn't say, if you know what I mean. I don't, he's by the
1: BBC. <laughs> I don't think it matters with James. I think he says what he wants. I don't think anyone can tell him <laughs> what uh, what he can and can't say. Um yeah, his his weekly... re-
0: reinvent. I think I like how he's reinvent he's reinventing himself and it's, I think he's good. I think he's you know, you get a lot of people like him because he's he's a legend. He's kind of he's he's vintage and he's basically he's reinventing himself a lot of these DJs of his e- era and they're just, like, they're brilliant. They're so much better than the young stuff that you get these days, which is just
1: crap, <laughs> to he's, be honest. He's always been there, which and I've always listened to him. uh I've always listened to James, and he's always been ahead of his time with his radio TV show, uh, yeah. his late-night show with the phone-ins, controversial back then, um his little red clicker button, cancelling people out, you know, Um mm-hmm. Crossover, you know, first crossover, he had ITV and BBC simulcasting his show for the first time. You know, all the stuff that people you see on the radio now, he's been there, done it.
0: Right.
1: Um, And, you know, we weren't the first, obviously, to do podcast, but he's one of the major DJs that are, are the first to get involved properly, uh, yeah. put a show out regularly, stick to it. Uh, and I think it's a way forward. I mean, his, his show that it does weekdays is a typical BBC show where he's got specific things he has to cover, time yeah. slots, travel, news, weather. Um, so you can't get into a flow. You can't take calls and so on. You know, unless it's for uh, you know questions or whatever that's related to what he's talking about. But his Saturday show is more of his his thing. And each week that that builds and builds. And his psychic Edna's quite good. I like Edna. <laughs>
0: This is very good idea I, do. I, just, I think I think it's just great what you the, the show that you both do I think you're just a great tag team duo and I think along may it continue uh, for you guys um, and I think it's just it's very entertaining and I, hopefully you'll get some really good guests and and take it from there and continue to entertain the world um, of you guys basically I think we'll wrap it up there so I think probably, I've probably done actually a, a good Back wow, and talked about quite random stuff, which has been quite interesting. I
1: don't, I don't know how long we've been on, it must be at least half an hour. So, uh, after uh, editing, well, that's at least three minutes of broadcastable uh, material. So, I don't know what you're going to do for the rest of the show.
0: I know, 36 minutes?
1: 36 minutes, yeah. So, all right, I'm three and a half minutes long of uh, good quality stuff there. Exactly.
0: <laughs> no, um, well, I think I'm say it's been a pleasure to interview you and actually talk to you and just find out the one half of the tag team of. The James Whale Radio Show and the guy who just you know how to push James Whale's buttons, uh, with, so, so to speak, <laughs> without being. Uh, but it's just been good. But it's been great, and to get to know you a bit more, and uh, hopefully we can be of any help, uh, publicly sharing your show around and talking about it on our own podcast. And it's great to have hints and tips from yourself and how we can improve and go forward.
1: Well, thanks for having us on. Anyway.
0: Okay, there you have it guys, that was the interview with Rob Oldfield, the other half of the James Whale radio show with James Whale, he's the tech guy, hope you enjoyed our wee chat, um, first time doing a podcast over Skype, I hope you understood everything it was her- talked about or you heard it okay, um, as I say, uh, for us we're still very new to the podcast, Um yeah, podcast world, or trying to say that's what we are. We are very new to the podcast um, universe out there. So I hope that you enjoyed our um, our chat. It was great to just to chat with them, and uh, it could be a good bit, bit of fun uh, stuff. It was great, and hopefully we will line up a few more guests. Somewhere to Rob, and it's also if you want to learn about t- technology, he's the man to talk to. He is the man. Um, now. What was I doing? Yes, I um I did order a new butler today, a new servant, and uh, he hasn't turned up. I went to this um what was I went to? Yes, um Talent GB and I said butlers for hire and I had James Whale well, and hmm, I went, we'll give him a shot and see what he tries. He's never turned up. Damn I haven't got a big coffee. it's ridiculous. Can't get the staff these days, you just can't. Uh, anyway, I was—I'm <laughs> sure he will laugh at this and tell me a few expletives afterwards, Mister Whale. I'm only joking. Um, no, thank you for listening. Uh, be good to get your feedback on our shows. Please email us at hatrickandramsey at gmail Please give us some ratings if you can. It'd be nice to get some feed- reviews and think we're good, bad, or indifferent, um, it be fantastic to listen, learn, listen, can't speak, brain's not working, but never mind. Um, yeah, it'd be fantastic to hear your reviews, or read them, or feedback, just give us constructive criticism, please, because um, you guys, our fans, our listeners all over America, all over the UK, all over the world, are the ones who listen to us, and... You're, the, you're our critics, so tell us how we can improve, because if we don't hear from you, we can't learn, but anyway, just to send you off, here's some badass music, more of a soft, kind of like a sound effect, so badass sound effect music coming up, just to wind down the show, so thanks for listening to another episode, stay hard, stay hungry, peace love and hugs.